0: Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Drinks with Allie podcast, where we're talking everything from red red wine to pina coladas. My name is Allie, and as always, I will be your host. Today is Wednesday, March 24th. This is episode number 40 for a Wine Wednesday show. Guys, it has been beautiful and warm here all week, and it totally feels like summer right around the corner, which probably means we're in for another good wallop of snow. Uh but it's totally making me feel the need to shake those wintry reds and get back into my summery whites. Once, that is. But really, I drink red, white, and rosé year-round, so it's more of a mental mind shift for me than a physical bottle shift. On today's episode, we are going to talk all about my favorite white wine varietal, a grape ...that celebrated its birthday way back on March 13th. And we totally missed it. Because that was like the intro to... uh, What was that? That was International Women's Day week. And then the week after was St. Patrick's Day week. It celebrated its 586th birthday to be exact. Now I don't know about you... But I totally consider that to be old. And of course... I am referring to the grape known as Riesling. So let's jump on in. Alrighty, now we may celebrate Riesling being 586 years old this year, but in truth, this is just the first mention of the grape in a document. Um, so we're not really sure like how old it is, um, and the spelling that we currently know or a close to kind of modern spelling. Anyways, it said that in a storage inventory in uh, 1435, Count John IV of Katzenheimburg of Rüssenheim, which is a small principality in the Rhine, close to today's Rheingau. And I apologize, guys, there's a lot of German that's going to happen this podcast episode, and German is not my strong suit and it is said that count john paid quote 22 shillings for riesling vine cuttings for the vineyard so he was buying vines which is great um it is spelt slightly differently um the s is replaced by what is basically the beta sign so the b with the long legs down um the first time we see the modern spelling of Riesling, so R-I-E-S-L-I-N-G, is in 1552 in Hieronymus Box, Latin Herbal, which is basically a giant book on plants in Europe. And we also know that there are references as far back as 1348 in Alsace, um, which is a region in France. More on Alsace later, of Rusling, R U um, S S E L I N G. And in 1447, the spelling changes to Rissling, R I S S L I N G. Um, plus, there's also a stream and a vineyard called Ritzling, R I T Z L I N G, in Wachau, in Austria. Um, so, Basically, there's just a lot of mystery added to the intrigue around the grape and kind of where it came from and how it arrived at being Riesling. Um, Obviously, we know phonetically languages change and spelling changes as we become a more streamlined society um, with our writing. So DNA fingerprinting, though, of the Riesling grape um, this time by a gentleman called Ferdinand Regner, this shows that Riesling's parents are ancient, like super ancient. So its parents are Guéblanc, which is a rare white grape with tiny plantings um, throughout the world, though it was planted extensively as a quote-unquote peasant grape in medieval France and Germany. In other words, uh, the peasantry was allowed to grow their own grapes for wine, but only with this grape. Um, and then its other parent is a cross between a wild vine and a grape called Treminer, which is basically just an ancient family of German grapes. Um, it is also a parent to Treminer, but it's, uh, kind of got a lot of branches to it. And nobody's really sure like what the grape is. It's just, uh, a cluster of a bunch of different grapes that are all called the same thing. So all of this to say that Riesling is effectively an ancient grape. It's a lot older than that 586 years that we think. Um, we're really not sure how old it is. It's just really, 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 really old. Alrighty. So where does Riesling grow? Well, it's most closely associated with Germany. It's, uh, basically is Germany's national grape, there's over 25,000 hectares of Riesling planted across Germany. So it definitely has like the largest plantings worldwide. So it grows in the following regions. It grows in the Mosel. It grows in the Rheingau still. Um, so that's remembering where the original plantings were um, being bought. Uh, it grows in Ney. I think that's how you said. NAHE and Schlatz PFALZ Oh, Rheingau is R H I N E G A U and Mosel is M O S E L. Um they all have s- distinctively different traits that are kind of subtle and very different um if you know how to look for them. But I'm not going to say they're like drastically different. It's a little less like, say, a cab, which has very distinctive taste differences when grown in a warm climate, a cool climate, um, and vineyard to vineyard. There's also large plantings in Alsace, which is currently a French wine growing region and has been since the end of the Second World War. But Alsace has traded hands between the French and the Germans for as long as anyone can remember. Um, I remember watching a uh, Show about Alsace, and literally like generation to generation, they speak different languages, um, being French or German, because of what they're taught in school. Um, kind of going back from everybody, um, kind of post first generation post war and onward. So, they are a fantastic grape growing region though, and they are delicious delicious Rieslings. Um, So Alsace is up in the northeastern part of France, right up near Germany. So it is a cool climate, thriving grape, Riesling is, finding home also in Austria, where there's a small percentage of plantings, but it's quickly becoming an important white wine grape. It is highly prized from the Wachau regions, uh, though it also grows in chemstral, Chanstal, Kamtal, Wein or Vienna, Vingram and Vin, Vintral? Okay, so I will my Austrian is about up there with my German. It's probably not that great. Probably slightly better than my Italian. Okay, so we're spelling those: Faucale, W A C H A U, Kamstal, K R E M S T A L, Trancel, T R A I S. E N T A L, K A M P T A L, Vine, I think we all know how to spell. Vagram V-A-G-R-A-M and Ventral V E I N V W E I N V I E R T A L. So much like their German and French counterparts, these regions are all very rocky, making them excellent for reason growing. Um, Riesling seems to thrive on very rocky soil Um, and in fact most vineyards in Germany that grow them are right on rocky cliffs they're kind of marginal they're very steep hills it's very odd grape that likes to grow in really harsh conditions um Now, obviously, Germany, France, and Austria aren't the only old world wine regions that grow Riesling. They just happen to be the most well-known and the most accessible. So we also see Riesling growing in Slovenia, Slovakia, Serbia, the Czech Republic, the Ukraine, Luxembourg, and Northern Italy. Um, I don't know about you guys, but those wine regions are pretty darn rare, To find, not just here in Nova Scotia, but here in Canada, period. So I'm gonna not focus very much on them because we probably can't get them. Just know that they do grow Riesling and they do grow really great wines. So moving into the New World, Riesling is definitely the darling grape of Canada. It grows in every wine growing region from coast to coast. We also, same as Germany, have an ideal growing climate so that it ripens without overripening, We have lots and lots of rocky vineyard soils and vineyard sites. And Riesling seems particularly resistant to frost issues that we have in the winter. Um, it's a little bit of a late butter, so if we get a late frost, it's okay. It's an earlier ripener, so if we get an early frost, it's okay. Um, we really like it here in Canada. It grows in multiple states as well, places like New York State. Uh, fantastic Riesling growers. If you ever have the chance to taste a Finger Lakes Riesling, please, I implore you, jump on it. Don't just think about um, wine growing from California, Washington, and Oregon. New York State grows some fantastic Riesling, and I've always loved them when I can get them. Again, ideally suited for the climate. Um, It grows really well there. Michigan, grows some great Rieslings. And anybody out there who's thinking, maybe I should grow some grapes, check out Riesling because it grows in a lot of states. It also grows in Texas. It grows in Iowa, Ohio. So it's a great one. If you're thinking you might want to put in a small vineyard in your house, Washington state, obviously. And parts of California, um, again, they're higher elevation, cooler areas. Um, but it, lags majorly in tons crushed per year. Like there's 30,000 tons of Riesling that get crushed a year in California. And there's like 500,000 tons of Cabernet that gets crushed. So there's not really a, it lags. There's not a lot of it. Um, Monterey is your number one region though. There are plantings in New Zealand And Australia, um, the Clare Valley is known for its Australian Rieslings, as well as South Africa and even China. Yep, they grow grapes and make wine in China. Um, Though I don't believe they export them. I think it's just in country production that they're doing at this point. With Riesling growing in so many places, it certainly has a diverse number of flavor profiles. Most of these are pretty subtle in nature, though and completely due to growing regions. Californian exi- Rieslings, for example, tend to have a rounder, fuller, and maybe luscious or softer taste to them, whereas German, French, and Canadian Rieslings tend to be sharper, crisper, and maybe a little bit more solid and sharp. Um, they all follow a similar flavor profile. They'll just have like a rounder, more nuanced flavor, Um, or a little bit of a sharper, crisper edge to them. So in general, Rieslings carry a ton of notes of orchard fruits. So nectarines, apricots, I get lots of peach notes, especially like a white flesh, super ripe peach, but hey, that's just me. Um, Pears and Honeycrisp apples are also very common, though Again, I tend to get more of a Granny Smith apple note than Heine Crisp, um, so like a, a sour sweet. And remember that tasting and aroma identification is entirely personal, as we have all had different experiences up to this point. So, person A may associate a taste or smell with nectarines, while person B may associate that same taste or smell with a beach. Just completely personal. Um, So other than fruit though, Riesling has tons of notes of honeycomb. So both beeswax and honey um, combined or separate. Uh, You can get just beeswax or you can get just honey or you can get honeycomb. Jasmine. So that itty bitty tiny white flower that's very aromatic. And lime peels. Yum. Super tasty. Now there's one aroma that is highly associated with Riesling and it's one that is super odd to some and super tasty and desirable to others, this aroma you ask, petrol or petroleum wax. Yep, a little like gasoline or some would say even rubber or like a warm rubber hose. Um, Rubber tends to be more associated with Australian Rieslings and South African Rieslings Um, than the petrol, which tends to be more of a German or Canadian or even Alsatian aroma, so again, there's your climate difference, warm, it gets a little rubbery, cool, it's a little petroly. Okay, so personally, I love this trait, I think it's super tasty, I really, really, really enjoy like a petroly note to my Rieslings, but I know that there are definitely people out there who hate this aroma, and I know a bunch of them personally, Um, And that's just how the world rolls. As for taste, Riesling tastes incredibly similar to how it smells um, with perhaps just a little bit of what we would associate as minerality or stoniness to the flavor as well. Um, The grape itself is very high in acid, often being reminiscent of lemonade in the glass, which makes it super popular amongst sommeliers and wine professionals as it cleanses the palate, and after tasting a lot of big reds in your day, it's ideal for refreshing the palate, um, making, kind of cleanses everything. And uh, you'll see a lot of people being called acid heads looking for that really tart, crisp Riesling. This acidity, though, also makes Riesling ideal for aging. These wines can literally last for decades without falling apart at the seams. And are generally incredibly reasonably priced. So super high value wines. And if you're looking for stuff to lay down, it's a great place to be looking because you can buy them, lay them down for years and they'll gain in value. And you haven't put out a lot of money if you open them a little early. Alrighty. Now for food pairings. yamo my favorite. So number one has to be spicy foods. So Thai and Chinese cuisines with their spicy and strong flavors match really well with the acidity and natural sweetness of Riesling. So even when it's fermented dry, Riesling does tend to have a bit of a sweet note to it. It's also fantastic with lighter meats, things like duck, chicken, pork, white flesh, fish, shrimp, crab. Um, Also remember it is a German grape, so it's great with um, like sausages and spatzel, um, schnitzel, great with that sort of thing so remembering again what grows together goes together Um, it's awesome with lighter cheese options so things like soft cow's milk cheese veggies both roasted and not like eggplant bell pepper squash carrots red onions coconut and tempeh are all delicious with rieslings sweeter dessert style rieslings whether they're ice wine or botrytis affected botrytis is a kind of rot. We call it noble rot. And it dries out the grapes, very similar to the process of ice wine, Um, making a sweet wine. These wines are also great with apple or pear-based desserts, creme brulee, or even some stronger cheeses. So with that, guys, we'll wrap up another episode. What's your favorite Riesling growing region? Let me know over on the website on podcast number 40's page. Can you believe we're at 40 already? This is really exciting. We're only 10 episodes away from episode 50. If you want to get in contact with me, you can do that in a couple of ways. You can head over to the website, drinkswithally.com, and you can leave me a comment on any of the podcast pages or any of the blog posts, or you can click on the contact form and send me a message directly. You can send me an email directly to drinkswithally at gmail.com. I will see them and I will answer. I promise. Or you can connect with me on social media. So Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, MeWe, uh, Snap, or TikTok, Spotify, and Pinterest, all of them at Ally. So with that, guys, fill your glass with something tasty. Cheers to a little bit of Riesling and it's birthday. Cheers, everyone.